welcome to Nerd with the Phone Podcast, where it's always time to get notified. I'm your host, Charles. How are you today? Coming up on tonight, we'll be talking Avengers Endgame, a spoiler-filled discussion on Avengers, Avengers Endgame. Plus, I'll be talking about the fact that episodes 3 and 4 of the final season of Telltale's Walking Dead video game have finally dropped. I'm going to be reviewing that. And at the end of the episode, there will be another secret headquarters trip uh, that you all can check out if you wish. Just a little time at secret headquarters. All that is on your way next on Nerve of the Phone Podcast. All right, all right. Thank you for getting notified. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start off here with my spoiler-filled review. It's a departure for Nerve with the Phone podcast, but this is going to be 100% spoilers uh, for Avengers Endgame. If you don't wish to have that spoiled, I suggest you wait until you see the titles change here on the Anchor app over to uh, Talking Telltale. All right. So, in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, spoilers discussion, here it goes. I had a really fun time watching this movie. When I went into this film, although I am familiar with the comic, I had read it, the complete story and everything, um, I didn't realize how much um, this was going to hinge on time travel. At its heart, it is a time travel story. Endgame is a time travel story. And the culmination of 11 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There is callbacks to every film in the franchise. In the whole MCU, there's at least a little bit of something in there. From every movie that Marvel has released so far. So now, we must get into um, these things. Um, Basically, um, (laughs) if you haven't seen Infinity War, (laughs) and you're listening to a review of Endgame, what's your problem, man? It's free on Netflix. Do the do. And get over there. Watch it. Alright? And come back. Alright? Otherwise, all the spoilery things, that's your fault. And to clarify, <laughs> Infinity War is on Netflix. Endgame is still in theaters at, as of this recording. But uh, the following is a disclaimer for anybody who has not seen any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, films. I highly recommend, if you're here, if you're a nerd slash geek, and you haven't got into it because you're just not into the comic books thing. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, Captain America, the first Captain America and the Winter Soldier movie are both very uh, noob friendly. Um, the very first Iron Man film is obviously very noob friendly. And um, I would say that there's only really three films total that you would need to see. Um, to really appreciate Endgame. Iron Man 1, 
Captain America Winter Soldier and Infinity War. Oh, and um, I would also have to recommend Captain Marvel. Um, just so you uh, don't wonder who the giant female uh, living comet is in the movie. Yeah, they only say the character's name like once, I think. I'm not even convinced that they ever even say her name in Endgame. <laughs> we'll have a longer discussion on that when I can have Dreadful Rock join the conversation. But suffice it to say... <laughs> yeah, it's a good film, and um, I can't wait to see it again. But Iron Man is in there, not coincidentally, as a must-watch film, because it is ultimately a huge end-of-movie spoilers here. Um, yeah, Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, um, sacrifices himself to set the universe right, as does... Black Widow. Yep. A soul for a soul for Black Widow. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and as many comic book fans will appreciate this joke, I think. Um, yeah, Tony finally snapped. Anyway. Alright, and I do apologize for that joke. It's a terrible pun, but I had to do it. <laughs> anyway, the uh, welcome into the talking telltale section of this episode of Nerve of the Foam Podcast. So as of the recording, as of this recording, uh, episodes three and four of Telltale Games, The Walking Dead, the final season, have now been released finally after the closure of Telltale Games. And as I've previously stated in other episodes of the podcast entitled Wasting Time with Clementine, Telltale Games and Telltale's The Walking Dead in general uh, basically brought me back to video gaming. Because at the time, the original, the season one of Telltale's Walking Dead, um, the season one of that, uh, I had an Xbox 360 and uh, <laughs> no money, and I was disinterested in any of the current games coming out, and more woefully, I uh, had no interest in playing the uh, older games that once piqued my interest. I was, however, a fan of a little series of television show you might have heard of, AMC's The Walking Dead. And as, at that point, uh, Netflix had just acquired the uh, streaming rights to The Walking Dead, that's what I was doing when Xbox Live suggested to me that I might like this little game from a company called Telltale. And so, as it was a free download of the first episode, I decided to give it a shot. And at that point, there were about uh, three episodes of the first season out. So I went ahead, even though, as I stated, I didn't have the money to do so, I went ahead and uh, 
ordered the season pass for this thing after playing the first episode. It was so compelling. So that was again the beginning of my love slash hate relationship with the company that was Telltale Games. Now the Walking Dead series as a whole as it relates to Telltale Games particularly is kind of controversial. And as I have yet to play completely the final two parts of season three, um, I, <laughs> I'm just going to make some assumptions based on what I've seen so far and how well I know Telltale. Point number one, regardless of your opinion of Clementine, the ending of this series is going to piss someone off. Point number one, appendage B, is hashtag kill Clementine, we, you know, we riot still a thing? Point number two, if we assumed for a minute that uh, some things had been handled better by Telltale themselves, um, just in the marketing, right? <clears throat> Does Telltale survive? I don't think so. As much as I love the point-and-click adventure genre, um, it is by its nature a passion play, a passion project. Um, it has its supporters, you know. But it's kind of a bit that the uh, electronics slash gaming computer version of Shakespeare in the Park. Just on principle, a lot of people are going to hate it. So you can throw uh, franchises like The Walking Dead, Batman, Borderlands, and Minecraft at it all you wish. By its very nature, a point-and-click adventure game is something that is artist-controlled. And I hear you PlayStation fanboys out there. <laughs> I hear you. They have done some point-and-click adventure games that uh, worked and made tons of money. I will remind you that the publishers doing those had Sony's bank account backing them up. Which brings me to point three. Was Telltale Games the last vestige of truly independent video game media? Probably for this generation, yes. But the art form itself will again rise like the Phoenix at some point. It's a form of storytelling that initiated in the original golden age of electronics. It's a simple mechanic that still works. And with proper guidance, it can make a lot of money. You just can't overreach. Somebody will find the special sauce that makes it work. And for all the complaining about Telltale Games, they did a lot right. And if they didn't, uh, we wouldn't have had uh, Batman, to, you know, The Walking Dead, and Guardians, and 
of course, the Wolf Among Us. So, <clears throat> it is what it is. And that's about all I have to say on this subject. Uh, expect another Wasting Time with Clementine when I finally complete Episodes 3 and 4 for the full review of the final season of Telltale's Walking Dead. Stay tuned for that. It's coming in the next couple of months, I promise you. Alright, stay tuned. Coming up next, a uh, little bonus content for you folks. Uh, recently, me and Dreadful Rock took ourselves down the secret headquarters here in Evansville, Indiana, and did another recording session, played some video games. I got my butt whipped, as I usually do, <laughs> on the bowling game there. And hey, we just had a fun time, about 20 minutes of some nice arcade sounds for you folks. Alright, if you wish to stick around for that, that's coming up next. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Talk to you next time. Playing here across the zone. Yep. Alright. <laughs> so we get some audio. Oh yeah, the video store. Just one of those. Had some time before work. Stopping in the one of my favorite places on earth, Secret Headquarters here in Evansville, Indiana, located on First Avenue, and across from Subway. <laughs> I don't know, it seems like they got the sound turned way down.
Take a tank out with a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For anybody that's never played Crisis Zone, uh, it seems like this is taking place in a mall. Yeah, I think it's a mall. There are three different stages you can choose from at the beginning. I just picked the one furthest left. players uh, <coughs> it looks like an M57 uh, <laughs> but that one that came out in oh, that version that came out in the 80s that was mixed with an APC <laughs> saying I'm surprised there aren't troops plowing out of it. Yep. Two giant Gatlin guns. Came out of the back of it. Yeah. thinking X-Men versus Street Fighter. Talk a little in game. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking frustrations from work and the whole moving situation out right now. <laughs> what better way than the most terrorist down with a machine gun? Huh. Army strong. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
first hang that helicopter. Yeah, the video game helicopters are like flies, really, most of the time. Right. Unless it's that freaking um, helicopter from the end of Resident Evil 1. <laughs> I only know that reference from watching other people play it. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. It's like, I mean. You have a grenade launcher and it doesn't matter. It takes like 150 hits to kill the stupid thing. With the most powerful explosives that you that are available in the game. God forbid, uh, you wanted to take out Tyrant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Crisis Zone gun, um, is basically weighted about, I don't know, 75% of the weight of the real gun you're supposed to be using. Pretty much. Yeah. Point without the recoil, but it does have a vibration. Yeah. Which also gets to you a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And uh, we do not own any of the music.
I figured that's what would be about what happened. Alright. Right. Anyway, so we're playing X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Figure this is a good backdrop to discuss Endgame. What's your thoughts about it, John? I loved it. You gotta start up if you wanna fight me again. <laughs> ah. Ah. See what you do. Here. It's you. You started up again. Oh. I'm stuck with the same fighters. You get to choose again. Okay. Anyway. So, I mean, do you think Endgame lives up to the hype? Actually, yeah, I do. Alright. Alright, here's a real question. How confused would anybody be not having seen anything other than, say, Iron Man going into Endgame? Extremely. So. You have to watch at least a couple of key movies. kind of what I was saying in my segment I did earlier. Okay. My choices were Iron Man, uh, you have to at least watch Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Civil War, um, Infinity War, and then Endgame, if you're going to get anything at all. Well, I figured you could do it with just three with Iron Man, um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Infinity War. You can at least, and uh, Captain Marvel, of course. Like, if you don't watch Captain Marvel, you'll just, like, not have any clue at all who it is. Super I have no idea how I just pulled that one off. Very nice. Very nice. You know what I'm saying? It's like, essentially, yeah, okay, just let it do its thing. Don't touch nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I was just trying not to accidentally enter the game again. <laughs> but yeah, which also, I, I guess we should sort of talk about Captain Marvel movie as well, if I haven't done a review of that on the podcast yet. Um, I enjoyed that film immensely. <laughs> I don't think it contains enough information for anybody coming in raw, but it's a good movie. And I think that's probably the problem with uh, comic book films in general. Because as good as the MCU is, it suffers from the opposite problem of what the Fox films and what uh, DC films suffer. <laughs> like, 
Fox and DC, they always want to start with the origin story and never tell a damn thing else. And with the Marvel franchise, for the most part, they just kind of assume everybody knows who the hell these people are. Right. <laughs> well, most of the people going to see the are true fans like us, but regular people, they just don't. Yeah. Like, I have yet to see a successful merger, you know. Like, I think probably the closest film um, to doing that, like, the best one for that is Iron Man. You, you can come into Iron Man not having any clue at all about who Tony Stark is, and by the time it's done, be an Iron Man fan. Yeah. <laughs> But even Batman 1989 doesn't really do a good job if you don't already know who Batman is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hate playing fighting games with sticks. <laughs> Blasphemer. Blasphemer. Shun the non-believer. Shun! I grew up playing him on the Super Nintendo, alright? <laughs> It just requires you to actually hit them. That being said, folks, I bet you if you put an NES advantage in his hand, he would have no problem. No, I would still suck. I cannot play fighting games with the freaking joystick. Give me an old school D pad and I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that would certainly explain why. Lack of tournaments. Oh. Uh, sorry about the phone call there, folks. <laughs> it happens. But... Oh, wait, still got Tammy. <laughs> yeah. Even though we had to do the move, it still don't want to work. Basically, just some bonus content here. 
in the middle of the episode. There's also an emo. And that's an emo, not an emo. Same difference. I really wanted to play you at that. 
Because the sequel was five on five with uh, the ability to have up to four people playing at once. Ah. Nice spare. Thank you. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. I do. That was basically Didn't not. Take that one. Trackballs, the most underutilized of gaming peripherals. <laughs> Imagine if all that R&D that they put in the Kinect had went into better trackball technology. People can That's laugh. That's how I used to play Doom on the PC, trackball mouse. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you son That should have been a strike. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> this segment from Secret Headquarters. Thank you for tuning in for uh, just some random sound effects from Arcade. I really only do this because I figured there's some people that miss all these sounds. That's legitly the only reason I do it. Alright, thank you for tuning in to this segment. We'll be back with uh, some more proper episode segments here in a minute. Alright. <laughs> And to finish up here, we're just going to wrap it up. This is one of the longest episodes I have ever recorded. I'm not precisely sure. I haven't decided yet when this will be coming out. Um, the, new, um, the new Anchor app allows for the uh, distribution at a later date uh, directly from the phone. And since I do this directly from the phone, it should be very entertaining and interesting. To see exactly how this all plays out. But I wanted to end this by saying again, big, 
big shouts out to Secret Headquarters, over located here on First Avenue in Evansville, Indiana, across the street from Subway, <laughs> and next to Boost Mobile for allowing us to record in there today. Um, you can head over the Charles Hig 9 YouTube channel and you can see um, I finally recorded some YouTube video and um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Um, you can see what Secret Headquarters is all about. Once again, thank you for getting notified today. Thank you for sharing this video everywhere, for rating this video, uh, this video slash podcast anywhere it is available to do so and um, we'll talk to you next time peace hey uh, hey guys this is Kyle from Toko Munchies podcast and just giving a big shout out to my good friend a nerd with a phone if you want some silky, smooth ear candy, then jump on and listen to A Nerd of a Phone. I like the way this guy talks. It's, it's comforting. It's nice. So make sure you listen to A Nerd of a Phone and also drop over to Tokyo Munchies Podcast, listen to me, and drop by tokyomunchies.tiktoe.com and get some Japanese candy. Booyah! Can you smell what Tokyo Munchies is cooking?